It's Friday night, which means it's time for another episode of the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Casey. First off, we just covered currently airing Nicktoons. Until recently, we had only stuck to pre-2010s Nicktoons, and we wanted to bridge that gap. Coming off of a really busy week, we unfortunately weren't able to get episode 67 out on time, so now you've got two episodes this week to stay on track. Know that we're always doing our best to get our episodes out on time. Now, we're not yet able to report on the results of the Twitter poll from episode 67 since these episodes were co-released. Otherwise, we would get to that right now. Right, so we'll just have to report on both of our Twitter polls next time. But in the meantime... We'll be doing episodes focusing on time travel, brought to you by our listener Norbert at snorbertd1. Each one of these episodes has its own unique take on time travel, from Fairly Odd Parents to Jimmy Neutron and Danny Phantom. Really looking forward to talking about these. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now let's get started. first episode is from the fairly odd parents it's entitled father time it's from season one episode 4a and aired originally on april 20th 2001 and this is where i would put my synopsis if i had one i'm just kidding folks we've got our synopsis for you (laughs) we are in the timeline uh when timmy didn't go back in time not the one where he did so uh this will all make sense once i say the synopsis Can you just get on with it? So, Timmy is stuck inside doing chores on a beautiful day while his parents are just, like, doing all sorts of nonsense outdoors. And he's, like, scrubbing dishes, whatever. And he is about... Wanda suggests that he wish that the chores are done, while Cosmo is suggesting that he melts them with heat vision, just melts all of the things he has to do. And Timmy, being the ten-year-old boy that he is, goes with heat vision... (laughs) And he starts melting everything. He melts his dad's trophy, his prized trophy for, like, what, a marathon, a race, a 5K for breast cancer? There's no way. It's it's, it's children. So, like, they're they're 10 years old, and we see the whole race. So it's like a five-second race. It's probably... I guess we could assume that it's longer. We we know it wasn't a uh, participation trophy because he's not a millennial snowflake like us. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Which... I think we've even had this conversation. Yeah. Like, we all knew that participation yep. trophies meant you screwed they, up. Like, <laughs> well, you screwed up, but everyone got them even if you got additional ones. So, like, it was literally yeah, just know, a souvenir like, to have. Like, I kind of liked that's them. True. It's like the badges in Animal Crossing. Like, did it take a lot of effort to plant 50 trees? No, but <laughs> I still have the badge. It doesn't tell me I'm great. It just tells me yeah, I'm that's okay. Fair. Usually they'd have, like, the year. I guess it depends on what we're talking. If you get, like, a participation, like, ribbon or right. something. And plus, like, a competition. Before, it synopsis before i finish this can i just say we live in a society where just participation alone is rewarded because so many people don't therefore participation trophies are in a way valid is that not true yeah i guess that's fair i mean participating is better than not Mm -hmm. right look at how look at the amount of people who vote in non-presidential elections or in presidential elections i think they should give out they should give out uh 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 participation trophies oh Oh. they do the i voted stickers 
No, did I tell you about this? The first time I voted, which was... Um, 12? I mean, it's presidential election, but yeah, I didn't get one. Aww. They didn't have any stickers in Lake County. I just voted so for mayor, I and one. I didn't get one, and I felt... I asked last time, and they laughed at me, so I didn't ask this time. <laughs> I got one. I got one in a... In Champaign, I, I put it on my wallet for a really long time. Yeah, I have one sitting on my um, desk right here. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, none of this matters. The synopsis wasn't even finished. Get, I'm, get, I'm getting get there. This is all part it. of it. This is all relevant, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> this all happened. The Fairly Odd Parents episode, Father Time, demands that we talk about participation trophies. Here we go. <laughs> And don't you dare say anyways, because it's not a word and you always say it on this podcast. I'm just calling you out. Um, I, I think I do that a lot in my daily life. It's any, it's any way. Um, it's never think, anyways. Colloquially, though, it's fairly accepted. I suppose. Thanks, Ritter, though. I learned that I from mean, what's, our... What's, I what's a word? <laughs> what is a word? When you really get down should to it, just, you know, how do we define language? We just, oh, At some by point, your logic, should we just speak slang? gibberish the rest of the podcast? No, because it's understood, Casey. Like, when I say anyways, nobody's like, oh, I wonder what she meant by that. Like, no, it's, it's an understood point of language. I love how you needed the, na- the Midwestern nasal A to, like, really hit your point home there. I wonder what she meant by that. <laughs> <laughs> We're now four, four minutes, 15 seconds in without a discussion of the episode. So, basically, Timmy goes back in time to prevent his dad from ever getting his not-participation trophy. And, uh... He ruins everything. His dad no longer is able to impress his mom with the trophy, <laughs> which says a lot about their marriage, honestly. Though, if we're being fair, they were made for each other just the way they are. And I mean, in a literal sense, yes, Casey, each of the characters was That's made true. For... That is true. But when they're okay, trying to write sorry. a backstory, we have to consider <laughs> these things. We have to consider the world, Ashley. You know what? Do we even need to finish this? I'm almost. So I'm so just, close. Come can on. We just. Um, okay. So Timmy goes back in time, and everything's horrible. His dad is a dictator with his same friendly, affable manner. <laughs> and Timmy then goes back, makes sure he wins the race for his dad. He goes back. Everything's back to normal. His dad is still mad, but a mad dad is better than a dictator dad, and that is the, the uh, the take home message of this episode. Over to you, Ashley. Alrighty, let's start, let's start somewhere, right? God, <laughs> let's start at um, the very beginning. Oh no, get me out of this, get me out of this podcast. Um, I don't think we were built to do two episodes in a week, no. guys. I don't, I don't think we're much. We really this. weren't, okay. we're losing it. I'm losing <laughs> okay, it. Okay, okay, back on track, yeah, back okay. on track. So first off, the idea of melting things with heat vision being equivalent to cleaning them is one of cosmo's worst thoughts oh my god like that that doesn't do the chores nope. right like you might as oh, well not my do laundry's them. done because it's not there anymore like that's the same as me just throwing everything yeah. out and being like like just throwing it in the trash and being like oh did my laundry <laughs> yeah. no you, like you it's don't literally need magic not for it. it yeah and it's this lack of logic and fairly odd parents that i absolutely adore <laughs> I also love Wanda's the sort of straight man. She's like, "Oh, you could wish that all the chores were done." And yeah, this uh, happens multiple times. She does it when they go backwards in time, and she's like, "You could just go back ten minutes ago to before <laughs> the trophy was melted." And he's like, "I could have done what?" <laughs> Instead of going all the way back to his father's 
childhood to get rid of the trophy. Honestly, a lot of Harry Potter stuff has that. Like, when anything with the time turners, it's like, well, let's go all the way back to, like... Or especially the new Look. play. Uh, without spoiling. Ugh, don't get me started on the new play. It's coming to New York. We should go to... Ugh. I have some thoughts and feelings about it. <laughs> and they're not good. Um, It'll be cool anyways. to see in person, though. I've heard that the special effects are really yeah, solid, Yeah, I've heard it's actually. amazing. So we're going. You're coming. Can't bring... It sounds like a plan. Can't bring you to that what? opening night. I mean, they probably do have music, but... You know, whatever. Um, I think my favorite part of this is the the old Cosmo and Wanda, who are fairies for Bill Gates, first off. <laughs> In the but, 70s, when they should have been with Crocker. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, the, the logic isn't there, but my favorite line, maybe of this whole episode, is when they're getting ready for the the race, um, current Cosmo and Wanda are like, we love a good race. And then I forget which one says it, they're like, we think all races are good, man. We don't judge. <laughs> it's so good. So, I never realized that one as a kid either. It's a really funny joke and pretty original and pretty, yeah. It, I didn't get it at all when I was a kid, and it's kind of obvious, so I don't know why I didn't. Yeah, I, 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 I just didn't think about it like yeah. that, I guess. I thought they were just like, we like all races, yeah. like, like as in, like, like it's just silly. all yeah. times when people are going and <laughs> racing against each other, we like it. Yeah. And I was like, all right, sure. Yeah, I guess so. I wasn't smart as a child, to clarify. I, I <laughs> also love when Timmy is trying to, like, scare his dad about the future. He goes, in the future... There will be 300 TV channels. And he goes, all right. And nothing to watch. <laughs> they just so real. Uh, the, the, whole, the whole thing, too. And this episode is a beautiful uh, example of the non-logic in Fairly Odd Parents. Sure. And how you just kind of roll with it. So when you get last place in the race, whatever this race even is... You go to dictator school, which one? <laughs> dictator <What>? school. <laughs> I never questioned it thing. once when I was no, a kid. No, me, me neither. I, I don't, I just thought like, I think it was because I was, again, I wasn't bright. And I think I was just kind of like dictator school, military school. Right. Okay, sure. Exactly. Oh, it's but so like, funny. God, this show, is, this show is so well written. Like Ugh, just in terms of the silly it. gags. And, and this is... This is so, I mean, one, this episode is a classic. It's got that line Casey referenced in, in the dystopian yeah. future where dad, as they call him, has taken over the entire world, um, goes to his trophy case and is all, and this is where I'd put a trophy if I had one. <laughs> and it's, um, it's extra great. It's a hilarious line, but extra great when you consider the fact that he still has an empty trophy room in the universe where he didn't <laughs> win a trophy. <laughs> uh, and, and because of that, he lost the love of his life, who is somehow the love of his life at 10 years old. Yeah. <laughs> um, Just for, it's so, that's, it's great. Everything with like time travel and flashbacks and everything in Fairly Odd Parents is all so dependent on what happens in the plot. Like, everything yes. serves what we know. There's no like, extraneous detail whatsoever. And it's, uh, it's fun. Like, and, and I think they're not, they're not trying and, and we could talk about sort of the logic of 
couple of the other ones, but this one's not trying to be any kind of serious possibilities with time travel. Because we could get into all the paradoxes and everything. That's and I'm sure we will with inherently... the rest of these. Yeah, but, th- but this one, like, I just don't really care because it's allowed yep. to be a mess. It is. Because it's fairly odd parents. It is. And, and, it's, and they, they know, you know, it feels self-aware. Like, with things like, well, and, and Timmy just decides to dress like his dad, uses his heat vision to stop everyone else oh, in the race from, so good. from winning. And then he, he, like, it's actually one of Timmy's more clever moments. He goes to m- mom and is like, hey, if I'm out asleep at the, in the tent in my backyard, go in and explain the race to me in excruciating detail and... <laughs> Give me, like, just goes on a whole rant to kind of cover his tracks. And you'd think something still Um, would have been off. It felt to me like, in reality, he still messed up a lot of things that could have come back to haunt the Turners. Oh, yeah. Well, also, like, um, his dad in the future is like, oh, you know, I barely even remember that race. It's all a blur now. (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny because in that, in the universe Chimmy has come back to, Dad, his dad would have never remembered the race, even at, even minutes before, because that universe stays right. true up to the present. Like, <laughs> I guess he's talking to a different version of his dad, even if he appears the same. He, he just doesn't question it, which is very <clears throat> Timmy's dad, right? That's true. He's like, oh, I guess I must have fallen asleep after being exhausted from that race that I barely remember. Right, but, but what's... You described all the details must have happened. What's so funny to me, though, I get that, but what's funnier about it is when Timmy's dad says, I don't even remember it now. Like, no, ten minutes ago, that was a different... The, the Timmy's dad we saw oh, I get had saying. the memories of the race. The new one doesn't. So ten minutes ago, the new one still didn't. So he wouldn't have gotten as mad as at Timmy in the first place. Right? Yes. <laughs> Well, but the but the trophy still signifies oh, for him sure. falling in love and everything. But Casey. there's no reason for him to change his mind about anything. Oh, there I would have been no like tr- thing like, to change. Yes, yes, that <laughs> yes, I I follow. Uh, except I follow. for pure reflection, I'll buy that. Maybe he thought about it and was like, you know, I don't really remember the race. Yeah, I think that's what. You're sub- I mean, I don't right. know how much they even thought about this in the first place. Right, so. but like, like they're trying to thread together two scenes that didn't happen in the same universe, you know? Yes. I guess they're trying to say that they did because Timmy supposedly made everything back to normal, but I don't buy that. Everything minus the fact that he, uh, <laughs> the internet. his name is now Internet. And the, and the internet is called the, the Timmy. Timmy Computer Network. Should we just start referring to it as that from now on? Like, oh, I saw this on the Timmy... I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could take it any kind of serious. Yeah, the worldwide Timmy. Oh, and then we, we also get a moment where, I guess, presumably, it's it, Timmy's future child, oh, I right. guess, right? Yeah. No, I- Comes in and, like, because Timmy's dad gives him, like, the old melted trophy. And then Timmy's, again, a presumably son from the future comes and, like, smashes it and is like, you'll thank me for that later. And he goes, I'm welcome. It's a great internet. (laughs) Did you hear me? Are you okay? I was reading my notes. Cancel it. Cancel it. I was reading my notes and I saw that I said they named him internet. It's a a good internet. I meant to say it's a good ending. (sighs) 
It is, and like we criticize oh. Fairly Odd Parents for their like joke endings all the time, but this one nails it. It's it's clever and interesting, and the line "I'm welcome" is funny too. I think it's supposed to be still Timmy himself, just coming back a few years yeah. later. But he See, he looks too high tech. That, but that's what I was thinking. Is like if it's if it's high tech enough, like and for him to be about the same age, or it's just a stupid joke and they didn't think about it. Yeah, it it doesn't really matter. It's funny either yeah. way. Yeah. It is. Oh, other quick one-off things. Um, 70s Cosmo and Wanda are great. I will posit that this is the first episode where Timmy uses the internet as an excuse because Cosmo says, oh, he's good. <laughs> like he's really impressed by him using that reaction where they were like, where did you get heat vision? Timmy goes, internet? Yes, which is the internet is a place where you can get heat vision as well. So it, it all checks out. Of course. Out. And then um, uh, I've, there's this moment that's very us during trivia where Cosmo, Timmy agrees with Cosmo to go back in time to prevent the race from happening. And Cosmo goes, oh, yeah, he picked my wish again. That's Cosmo 2, Wanda 0. <laughs> it's like that's exactly how we gloat over the trivia scoreboard. Actually, like, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. It even kind of looked like our design. You know, we should update it to look exactly. Oh, like that would it. be funny. Um, you do that, podcast graphic be, designer. Sounds like some uh, some effort there. <laughs> That's true. Um, God forbid you put any work into this podcast. Alrighty, <laughs> alrighty. Before I get too wound up, oh, man. let's let's just move forward. Can we? Can we do that? Oh, we also have a, one more good line. <laughs> it's just funny how the 2000s is already kind of like uh what's the word not anachronistic but like dated i guess that's i guess i'm just looking for dated um the 70s cosmo and wanda say hey you're like us but and then wanda says more concerned with websites and the global warming <laughs> the global warming yes <laughs> It's like the globe is warming, but the concept is just global warming, not the global warming. And like, it's the global warming. I'm very concerned with websites. <laughs> I am an early 2000s person. Well, actually, we have two references, or sort of lack thereof, to early internet with Jimmy not having Wikipedia, which basically is his encyclopedia that he wants. But uh, I think I just pulled off a nice segue there, Ashley. You know what? You just did. Our second time travel themed episode is from Jimmy Neutron. It's called Time is Money. It is episodes it is season one, episode four B, and this one aired on September twentieth, two thousand and two. And in this one, when Timmy sees a commercial not Timmy. Jimmy. I always do that. Ugh, we we were just discussing one. Everything's terrible. Okay. When Jimmy sees a commercial for the Encyclopedia of Infinite Knowledge, he decides that he needs to find a way to get the money for it because it's pretty expensive. He also conveniently finds out that his dad could have had a deal with uh, McSpanky's Burger, whatever it is, the restaurant that's, you know, making millions, making bank. And, but he, he only had $50 to his name and he needed it for something very important so he didn't have the money to invest. But Jimmy decides to go back in time, makes his dad invest, and uh, he sees that, you know, the grass isn't always greener on the other side, you know? You know? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then it, it it's and basically a, 
another, and all three of these basically actually are things where the children go back in time to meddle with their parents' pasts and then fix it. Exactly. Well, and I do want to take a moment to apologize to our many listeners who clearly like this show because it did so well in Nick Madness. Um, we are finally getting back to it. We have, full disclosure, we have not discussed this show in over 30 episodes. That's almost half the length of our podcast. I don't know how it came to this. I really I don't. don't. I feel like there was a gap where we watched a lot of it, and then we kept saying, like, oh, we did so much of it, but we didn't realize quite how long had passed in between point a and point b that's true because even with not touching it for like months and months uh it's still our fourth most watched nicktoon over rugrats and i think i think we kind of look at the lower tier ones i mean part of the problem is there's there's so much for us to watch i feel like every week we're saying oh we need to watch more of this we need to watch more of that we we have so much content to watch that guess we need to become a daily podcast Yes, I have the time for that. (laughs) (laughs) You hear that, guys? Ashley hates you. I would do a daily podcast. If people wanted to start, you know, supporting us, then I would do this every day of my life. But (laughs) I... Announcing our new Patreon page. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. I have nothing against people having Patreons, for the record. But yeah, we're we're too casual for that. Um, Anyways... Also, yeah, yeah, the, the Encyclopedia of Infinite Knowledge is like a worse version of Wikipedia because you have to go through the books instead of just typing things into the internet, and it won't update. So any information that has been found to be wrong can't be updated. So it's it's like, and it literally takes up like the entire room. So uh, it doesn't really seem like a worthwhile product to me. I would, maybe not for like all knowledge but i would kind of like a book set that takes up an entire wall i don't know what i'd want it to be do you want it because you want the books or because you want the aesthetic of the books though kind of both maybe if i had like a big book on like every classical jazz and musical theater composer and then just had it all on a giant wall and tried to read them all over my life that'd be pretty fun yeah but also i'm a huge nerd but that's a little bit different than just like standard encyclopedia knowledge right Right, but that's Jimmy's thing, is generalized knowledge and science. Yeah, but... I doubt he cares much about, like, literature. Yeah, he's pretty bad at it, if I remember correctly. Yeah. He's one of those, you know, have you seen that meme that's, like, it's a picture, it's a stock photo of, like, a babysitter and a little kid, but the the, the babysitter is saying, uh, so what are, you, what are you learning in school? And the kid says, shapes and colors, and she goes, good luck getting a job with that. <laughs> I feel like that's Jimmy. Pretty much, though, honestly. Um, Uh, Yeah, but also, also, he's watching like the most boring thing on earth. It's like just like one of those blatantly dry shows, and Jimmy's marveling at it, and it's it's great. But moving forward, um, Jimmy's dad. I think we can all agree. Maybe not all, but I can agree. Is the <laughs> the most amazing member of this cast of characters. I love him so much. Yeah, oh my god, he's so funny. <laughs> just the voice acting, the writing, the obsession. And uh, can we just talk about 70s or maybe 80s uh, 
Judy and Hugh. Oh my god. Especially Judy. Hippie Judy is amazing. They also, okay, so they live in the same house. It's kind of unclear. He just owns it somehow? Or does he live with his parents and then they moved out? I don't really know. It, it's it's not It's not clear... But somehow he has a house that he's living in, but he also only has $50 exactly to his name. Just saying. Yeah. Oh, but his... He says, he offered me a partnership for $50 and a back rub. <laughs> but, yeah, he's got this great fro. They've got, like, they've got this... I don't even know. Just their vibe, I guess. It's so over the I top. I just love those... Three guys with the high-pitched female-type voices. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's referencing the Bee Gees, you know, staying alive. Yeah, that's what it felt like to me uh, as well. Yeah. <laughs> but it's... And she she calls him Hubie Doobie, which is great. Yeah, and they're, they're all just about, you know, love and all that garbage and everything's all, right. all good. Um, now, I, I know Jimmy is self-obsessed. We know that about him. But... Why? He's smarter than this. Why did he just ignore what the $50 were for? Like, his dad was so cryptic about it. The only thing... Why wouldn't he press him I can on think that? is, like, he doesn't want to keep talking to his dad very often because his dad tends to go on <laughs> stupid rants. Like, he's probably in his head as, like, oh, I was a duck or something. Well, also, I think Jimmy doesn't really give people credit. So I think he thinks that what's important to his dad in this $50 is probably something stupid. Do you know what I mean? Um, True, that, and, and he certainly has precedent to think more that. More importantly, the plot would end if we didn't have it, so... <laughs> it would be a very boring episode, right. Casey. But that is often the answer of our questions about episodes. Which... Because a plot needed to happen. And, you know, you've only got so many minutes, you can only do so many things, so, so you got to have some kind of plot holes there somewhere, but... Um, again, he goes back after telling his dad, like, oh, you got to invest in this. It's going to be worth your, your time. And they have stupid amounts of money. Again, they're living in the same house, though. They're in the same house in the same neighborhood. Not saying that, like, if you have a ton of money, you can't live in a standard suburb. But, like, you'd think with that quantity of money that they have, they have little, just, like, gold bars sitting everywhere that they would just upgrade, right? <laughs> <laughs> but he does get the encyclopedia though for that all is of true 10 seconds i do i have to say as much as i love 70s hugh i think i like wall street jerk hugh even more <laughs> yeah. yeah he's jimmy's like why what how does it come up the quote oh, i'm about he's, to say he's on the phone and he's talking about he's like i don't care if it's my dad and he needs a life-saving operation like yeah. If I give him some, I have less. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he's such a caricature and he's so over the top that, of course, if he were rich, that's exactly how he would be. Oh, yeah. And, and his mom's buying right into it, too. They're like, um, she says something along the lines of, like, Hilgo, who's their maid or whatever. And it's like, he's being all sunnish again. <laughs> <laughs> he'll go yeah take him to his room oh god and so he gets his encyclopedia and there's a great music moment the music of this show we we've gone on and on it's really excellent and it's all happy and exciting your classic jimmy neutron do but do but do you know and then 
it uh, it slows down and it gets sad, and because he realizes like this trade wasn't worth it. Yeah, and I will say I like that they don't waste too much time on the fix, um, which. You know, like, in, in Timmy's case, he did sort of, like, you know, fun, creative things to do the fix. And this one, I think it's fair to understand that, like, he's just going to reverse it. We don't really need to deal with it. And we just kind of see him pulling the lever and then we go back. You know, I, I think they could have spent more time on that, but we wouldn't have gotten to see as much of sort of his interactions with his dad and the future and everything. So I felt like that was done well. But we go back to the present. Everything's fixed. And then he finally asks... You know, well, Dad, what what did you spend the fifty dollars on? And it turns out that it's um, it's her engagement ring. But like, even back then, fifty bucks wouldn't get you an engagement ring, right? Like, even like a relatively cheap one. I feel like fifty bucks is, and I'm, I'm not trying to be like pretentious about it. I feel like you just literally no. can't buy one. <laughs> yeah, for a woman, no. Like. Even for a man, 50 is cheap. Like, that's on the lower yeah, end of things. very, Like, it, very, it would have to be a literal... It's supposed to be... It's supposed to be, what, three times your monthly rent I think it, or I think monthly it's like income? Two, two months income, which I think is stupid, and I think it's becoming less so and less dumb. of a thing. But, but even so... Oh, of course. I'm just saying, like, there, there's only so much you could get with 50 bucks, right? Like, I mean, you could get, you could get something that would be... I guess would serve the purpose of. But... Uh, I guess also having $50 be a giant investment in a company is also pretty stupid, <laughs> so. Yes, uh, there's a lot of dumb <laughs> so logic we'll just, in this So we'll episode, just let the money slide. It, it gets us, it gets us to this amazing moment where he says, you know, he, he says, I, I, it's the best money I ever spent. He said, but if I had had a hundred dollars at the time, we'd be rich. Ducks! Everywhere we live in Quackertown, everyone would have a duck. <laughs> and again, he's and it, like he he keeps going, and the episode fades out. Yes, it's <laughs> it's so well done. I love, I love, and, and there's moments where I feel like the voice actors too are just kind of having fun with it, and I feel like the voice actor for Hugh does that frequently, and I, I don't know. Oh, for sure. I just. I love the way he plays the role. He's not the only character I like in the show, but he's by far my favorite. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. He's and you had him in your top five, but I didn't. Correct? Um, I thought it was the other way around, actually. But I think I might be changing my mind. I had, I had Timmy's parents as. Oh, a you unit. know what? You might be right. I remember that for sure. I'm sure it's documented somewhere. But we loved, we loved our parents and father figure and parent parental figures yes. you know with lois and and um grandpa yes at the top of the list well we need to do another list episode it's been you a know, while I, I would be down for that it has been maybe a good while so let me schedule that in because we've got a slot yeah. um regardless i love to plan the podcast on air <laughs> as you all know <laughs> hey you know this is this is the reality of just us being us. It's conversational. The people love it, Casey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, they love it. They love it. And they'll also love Danny Phantom. That wasn't my best work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, you know, Ashley, I'm not even Vlad Plasmius. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> not only isn't the word mad, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> also tacked on the last name. Just weak all around. Seriously. You know what I think we need to do, Ashley? I've got it. We need to go back to the final segment of this podcast. Wait, go back to the... Okay. <laughs> Our third and final episode is from Danny Phantom. It's entitled Masters of All Time, and it's from Season 2, Episode 16. Originally aired March 24th, 2006. All right, and in this one, Danny encounters Vlad Plasmius, a recurring villain uh, who attended the University of Wisconsin-Madison alongside his former best friend, Jack Fenton, and his love interest, Maddie, now Maddie Fenton. So... Basically, Danny goes to see Clockwork, the ghost who can time travel, to go back in time to his parents' college days and, like, try to fix things so that Vlad doesn't get infected with this, like, gross pox. And, uh, basically he ruins everything, and when he goes back to the future, title drop of something we're not talking about. Oh, he goes back to the present. It's not even, oh, it's just double irrelevant. I'm running out of steam here, (laughs) Ashley. You did your best. He uh, comes back, and Vlad is now married to Maddie. Danny doesn't exist, and neither does his sister, presumably, and he has to kind of explain everything to them. And uh, ultimately, in the end, uh, he basically corrects everything without going back in time. No, remember, what it is is that Clockwork just lets him. He's like, I can put you back to how things were before you went back in right. time, but I'm not letting you meddle anymore. So he basically gets, it's basically a control Z. Right, it is a control Z, but he manages to fix a lot of things in the new present. <laughs> yes. Well, because he comes to the beautiful realization that doesn't make any sense and we'll, we'll yeah. talk about it but <laughs> yeah and so they start off uh, the parents are embarrassed the kids danny and jazz are embarrassed that their parents are dressing in this like outlandish 80s style and they're sort of you know like moonwalking and uh doing all this ridiculous stuff in the cafeteria everyone's laughing and honestly i would be like hell yeah those are my parents like yes <laughs> work <laughs> yeah i think i think you know they're in high school or whatever so it's a little bit more easy to be embarrassed by your parents or whatever and also they're just obnoxious in general to they be are fair, so and it's funny to me how but... much she sounds like miriam as maddie you know, it's a good mom voice, yes. but it is so similar, and it's weird because they're such yes. different characters. Oh, they're they're, I and maybe not quite polar opposites, but pretty opposite sides of the spectrum as far as parenting mm-hmm. styles go. But she has that sort of. It's very Midwest. It's nasal. It's the sort of drawn out like maternal thing. You know. Yes. 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 And it's. It it definitely works. Um, I love that they used a real college. I feel like that doesn't usually happen. Like they make up yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I was trying to, I was trying to look into the why on that. I can't find any. None of, the the voice actors of, Vlad, Maddie and Jack Fenton, none of them went oh, there. So I don't know. That's funny that you looked into that. I would have never right? thought to think of that. I was just curious because I thought it'd be funny if like, they did because I, I was thinking the same thing. Like why? 
why University of Wisconsin Madison? Like somebody must have right been from there, right? right? Like you, I don't know why else. Why else? Maybe because they have a huge. Or, they have so many alums all over, that's and like true, they would make parents like, be like, it's, "Hey." It's a, that's fair. That's fair. And it probably did. I'm sure, I'm sure parents watching, I mean, I would have done the same thing if it was University of Illinois. I would have been like, oh, oh, my school's yeah. in a Nicktoon right well, now. I mean, Bojack, but, um, or I mean, not Bojack, Mr. Peanut Butter on Bojack went to Northwestern, and I'm always like, hey. And so did Jenna right, on so 30 Rock. I guess, I guess it could just be a thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But in cartoon um, in in cartoons for kids, it's very rare. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, so I was wondering. Anyways, moving forward, um, and they they work in some kind of a crazy lab on ghosts, and so I guess backstory on Lad and how he came to be. There there was an accident that made him turn into a ghost. Basically, long story short, and he was always bitter about it because he was. Um, he was in love with Maddie, and so he, you know, felt like his chances were ruined when he became a ghost. And the basically end of it is just that when Danny goes to fix the incident, he actually just makes it happen to his dad instead. And his dad basically becomes essentially Vlad, right? He becomes bitter, he's a ghost, he feels like. Yeah, uh, Maddie pretty much in every will way. Never love him, and and it's it's kind of interesting, and it, it, the show doesn't really get into it too much, and I don't really think they want you to think this way, but like, what makes Vlad other than that he is the villain of the show? Because why not? What makes him less deserving of a happy life than than um, than Jack? Right? Why? Why is it okay that Vlad ends up being the miserable one? Yeah. Because it's still a pretty miserable life to get turned into, like, a half-human, half-ghost. And he has, like, ghost acne and whatever. It's, like, understandably, he feels isolated. And most Um, people would turn bitter under those circumstances. And clearly his dad did. Right. Yeah, you're right. And maybe there's some benevolent human who would not have turned into like a salty jerk after all of those circumstances happening but the common theme between this and Jimmy Neutron that like the man loses something and then loses the girl and that turns him into this monster or dictator in Timmy's dad's case or you know basically Vlad Plasmius in his dad's case although his dad's ghost design is awesome this is true it's pretty sick but I guess, like, the, the, I just, like, couldn't shake that. I was like, I was like, well, if his dad basically turns into Vlad, how much can we fault Vlad? Or, I guess, are we just kind of faulting all of humanity? But, but they want hit Vlad to still be the villain, like, clearly, right? Like, they want us to still be rooting for, for Jack, which makes sense because we have to get it back to the status quo and everything. But I felt like situationally there was nothing about Vlad that was evil other than that, oh, he was the villain, so I guess he should be. And I felt like, I don't know, part of me felt like that took a little bit away from his backstory. Hmm. Um, because I felt like, I well, just like, I liked the idea of him being a villain due to circumstances more than I liked the idea of just, oh, he's evil 
and he would always be evil no matter how anything turned out and we're never supposed to like him yeah i like you know i, I mean? like seeing into this alternate universe it's really interesting and it you're right it does yeah. recontextualize how we think of danny's family and how we think of the villains in the show yeah and i don't know how much of that was that they were getting at but i think it was interesting mm-hmm. also vlad um, is wearing a like a cheese head in their uh yes. in their wedding photo in the newspaper which is great as Wisconsinites do, um, but yeah, it's it's a fun episode. Um, I think what bothers me most about it, though, is that like it doesn't even make sense. Other than that, during we we go back and we find out that during the original accident, uh, Jack uses diet cola instead of something else it's so dumb and that causes the ghost acne i guess and then danny goes back and he's like by any chance is that acne actually caused by uh diet cola and then danny's mom's like oh that doesn't make any sense looks at some data and it's like oh my god you're right like what 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 this is skeptical scientist in me like what data could you possibly pick up that you have memorized well enough that looking at any of those numbers, you'd be like, oh, these are the, the this is the data of Diet Cola. Like, that doesn't even make sense. And even if it were, how would you know how to reverse it? Like, why, why would that even fix the problem? I, uh, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it. <laughs> it's, I really liked this episode. We were hard on Danny Phantom at first, and it's, I still insist that it's one of the most boring Nicktoons that exists, plot-wise. But it's creative, it's inventive, and I don't know. You know, overall, overall, I think this was a solid episode, and it didn't, it didn't have too many of those long, drawn-out fight scenes. There was a couple between him and his dad, but they were shorter, and I think, um held more value than some of uh, the other long drawn out fight scenes that we've sort of dealt with. So overall, I really enjoyed this one. Um, Oh, I do want to, I do want to, I don't know why this, this line made me happy or not even happy. I I just thought it was good stuff. Um, Vlad, Vlad passed alternative past Vlad who's married to Maddie is like I may be a lying piece of cheese but I'm still your husband and then Maddie responds with consider this an annulment and just throws him straight into the ghost portal and it's great it really is a great singer uh she's awesome the parents are awesome if idiotic and they're a nice mix of like the typical idiot parents and like actual smart people you know you know, and this this wasn't the theme necessarily that we were going for, but this was a great highlight on three sets of parents that I just love from these three totally. shows. So, uh, yeah, it really I does. Said, not necessarily the the titled theme, but an under under the layers kind of theme that we ended up talking about all of them. They're all great. Yeah, they really are, um, especially the first two. But yeah, the Fentons, gotta give them credit where credit is due. Great Nicktoon parents. Alright, I think that's everything that I need. Are you good? Yeah, that's all I got. Alright, well, we're not doing trivia again, because we did it once this week, but we will get right to you with our conclusion with our fun fact, Twitter poll, and preview for next week.
Our fun fact for this week is about time travel in general. I found this super interesting while kind of looking into various media on how they've treated time travel. But time travel was first popularized by H.G. Wells' novel The Time Machine in 1895, and this moved the concept of time travel into the public imagination. It is, uh, that's just so interesting to me because can you imagine the first major work about time travel? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's one of those things that nowadays it's kind of accepted as a common concept. I mean, it's shown up in, at the very least, three Nicktoons. It shows up in all sorts of works nowadays. So I think it's cool to sort of look back at the history of it and know that, you know, time travel, I mean, obviously somebody had to do it first. And it's it's wild to think how wildly influential that was on a lot of works we see today, too. Must have just blown people's minds. I can't imagine. I mean, honestly, even me sometimes certain time travel works, I'm like, I can't handle this right now. So I yeah. can't even imagine. Futurama does it very well, generally. They even kill their the paradoxes pretty well. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard to cover them all, but, yeah. you know. And I mean, um, they literally kill some of the paradoxes, as in killing their duplicate selves. <laughs> beautiful. I, I'm sad that the... It's not on Netflix anymore. It only starts at, like, season seven or something. I know. It's so dumb. There are some YouTube streams that just have constant episodes playing, which I think is kind of fun. It feels sort of like cable for the cableless. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. I don't know. I've, I've seen, like, a couple of episodes of it. Any, Anyways, anyways. <laughs> oh, anyways. We've... You're just trying to rub it in now. I wasn't even on purpose. Oh. It's just what I say. All right, Twitter poll it's, us. It's... it's a word in the Ashley Dictionary. Everyone should start using it. I'm going to get Webster to put it in there. Okay. Hashtag anyways. Um, get it trending. Who do you guys think was better? The 70s version of Cosmo and Wanda or the 70s version of Hugh and Judy Neutron? I think there's uh, I think there's plenty of attributes to both of them that are beautifully and um, beautifully done and just make them make them I don't know, better versions, maybe not better versions of themselves, but kind of. The comparison Anyways. makes them funnier. Yeah, for sure. Yes. And I, I'm interested to see which one you guys like more. As am I, as am I. I don't know who I'll vote for yet. All right, so for next week, we are going to be doing an episode focused on adult humor. Some of those old Nicktoons especially are renowned for the way that they slipped in subtle jokes past the censors, and we would be remiss not to discuss them at some point. I know we have some families who listen to the show, so you might want to skip next week's episode, but don't worry, we'll be back to our usual wholesome content the week after that. Yeah, and we, we will give a warning at the beginning of next week's episode, so just in case you end up forgetting, don't worry, you don't have to mark it on your calendar or anything it'll it'll be well marked and we'll give you a warning right at the beginning and we'll just scream you know, profanities we'll... for 10 seconds and that'll make you turn it off real quick <laughs> but yeah it's a one episode thing we promise we'll be back with our lovely lovely content that we have for you guys um that being said thanks as always for listening and we'll catch you next week